an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the Spinner Ride. I'm here with the crew, Petey and Cal. So, hey, today we're going to be talking about the hottest show that just dropped in the whole world, WandaVision. Oh, God. Now, that didn't it... sound like the person I talked to when we had our conference. He didn't sound this happy. Yeah, I got the screenshots. <laughs> I got the screenshots. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to up the crowd. You know, I'm like the hype man. Hype, hype, hype. So, the question is, is this all that we expected? Has Marvel had another hit on his hands? So I'm going to pass it off to my boy, Cal. Give us a brief explanation of what we're seeing in episode one. We're going to talk about episode one, the very first one. Tell us what you think. Set it up for us, and then we'll get into it. Cal. Oh, man. Epi are we just doing episode one, or are we doing the first oh, we two? Start, we're going to do both, but start, I guess start with just one. And then one. one. That was the worst use of a laugh track that I've seen in some time. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? That's a joke, Vicky. That's your opinion. You know, there was a reason. Historically, the idea of a laugh track was so that when you laughed out loud, you didn't feel embarrassed if you were on your own or something that you felt like there were other people because there are sequences where you laugh out loud. There was even one bit that I thought funny and I just naturally laughed out loud. But the whole idea wasn't just, we just got this running laugh track where it's just gonna you know, come out every five minutes. I started out by talking to my dog. You know, sit spot, roll over spot, you know, simple things. Well, that wasn't too hard, so I started talking to people. The Waverly Wonders. Joe Namath stars in The Waverly Wonders as a new teacher coach whose principal problem is his principal. I thought that first episode, these guys, <clears throat> I don't know if it's hubris. <laughs> I don't know if it's hubris or, you know, this is some, some real careful storytelling at the end of the day. Because when I looked at that episode, I was like, okay, this is not going to pick up until like episode four or five, and they're asking people to come back every week until this thing picks up in a world where you can binge, and I hate that term, but you you can go and you can watch a complete series in one day, and they're asking people, no, 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 we're gonna get here at the end of the day. It's like, there's nothing really going on here. Uh, to quote to quote a wise man, you're not gonna come back and look at these this episode again once it picks up, because it picked up, so you don't really need to look at it any further. And I was really hoping, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, you know, fan of, uh, you know, TV history. So it was nice to see, I wanted to see some of the stuff, but, you know, I, I thought things that they would have nailed in terms of the, the comedy that they were going for, they would have had, right, hold on. they would have done and they, it just didn't happen. You know, the, the setup is obvious. It's obvious that something else going on. It's obvious that this isn't real, but in the meantime, while I'm waiting, huh? Give us a little background of the scenes, the settings. What are we talking about here? A little background there. I was going to let Petey do that. <laughs> then why don't you say let Petey do the background before we start? <laughs> oh, you want me to take, I, I don't want to do everything. Then Petey's going to be over there like, well, he took everything. What do I have to oh, do? Oh, no, <laughs> you're setting it up. So you were setting it up and then Petey will give his opinion. Then you give your opinion. And then. Well, I'm going to okay. pass it to Petey. Take it away, Petey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. The show basically starts where you have a, um, you know, 
you're in the TV setting, like I Love Lucy setting, when I Love Lucy's at the, the townhouse. No, no, not really. The, you're at the, the home section after they have um, Little Ricky and whatnot. So sort of that setup, but you see them and have a little bit of an intro for music that happens and then going to the house as married couple. And there's a bunch of, a bunch of gags. And then basically you see them as, um, you know, Lucy and, uh, and Ricky in the house. And then they had to say, oh, change your face. There's, there's all these gags. As Cal said, it's a laugh track on every bit, every moment you go. And if you watch um, I Love Lucy, it's not on, hey, take your, take your, you know, take some tissues with you. Ha ha. Like what? Like, no, none of, not everything needs a laugh track. But as it goes along, he has, he goes to the job. And of course, he's quick at his job, and he gets this thing. But they know that the sub, the plot is about heart. It's the heart is the heart. So the heart on, on the calendar, and they won't say, it, but not, because the, the boss is named Hard, and they bring they bring the boss home. The, the, of course, there's wackiness because she thinks it's about a romantic thing, and then there's a moment of drama <laughs> where someone is choking. And um, Vision is, they break into being serious and Vision uses his power because um, Scarlet Witch says, the, you know, Vision uses his power. But ultimately it's like, regretfully, the worst episode of I Love Lucy. Like, and that's what I, it's not, it's not that, it's then you have to go to something else. You have to can't, cause there are no really bad episodes, but it's also, it's obviously, even the Lucy show is good. So if I, I can't use the Lucy show, I gotta go all the way to the last show. Like, And they wished they could change places with each other. And they said that. Unfortunately, they said it in front of a statue that had a magic spell. And lo and behold, his spirit and personality went into her body and hers went into his. And that's the way they are today. Will they live happier ever after? So it's like, if you're going to give us this story, right, at least have it be entertaining. There's going to be a trap. Huh? Set setup. Set up for what? The what Cal said, episode five? <laughs> so, but there's also a commercial in the middle, which has a tidbit where you see something which says Stark Industries. So you're saying, ooh, this is going to be big. This is going to be big. But ultimately, what about the straights or what people are calling the normies now? How do why do they stay? You had to tell them, hey, this is a long story. So when you watch Breaking Bad, the first episode is how he becomes this this guy who's gonna do the drug thing. The second episode is the wackiness of creating the drugs. The third is them. I think the third is them having this thing. And it's like those are the, the those are the hooks of the storyline of the the meth that they make. Every episode had a hook. So once it got from that point. It could coast in some of their other episodes because the first ones was so good, right? Not working where five is going to be good and one is going to be dull. This shows that if I, and these, and they're talented. The, you know, everyone involved, Elizabeth Olsen, like, you know, the, the, everyone involved is doing their best in there, but the material is not up to snuff and this long arcing storyline. What about the normal people that are watching it? Like, say me, Hey, I'm an Avengers guy, right? So I'm going to look at all of this stuff and I want to see how this fits in everything. But for the normal person who's on Disney and say, hey, everyone's talking about this show. And it's like, I could just watch I Love Lucy. 
Well, why wouldn't I watch I Love Lucy? So that I think covers what that was, what that show was about. So, Mars. So, uh, so the first episode, you know, is exactly what you guys have been saying. You know, it was definitely this is set back what in the 1950s, like you said, the Lucy period, and you have the. Um, is basically focusing. We get step. We it jumps in, and they're a couple. They came in. We see her. Are you doing they, what I just did? I'm Are just you doing what I just did. Then why did you ask me to do it? Because I was hoping both of you would be able to do what I wanted you to do. But clearly, my mind. I transcended that they were a couple. They had the jingle. They were like, "I love Lucy." They go in there. He's going to bring the wife. The, the key wife thing home. I just want. The key thing I wanted to find is that they come in and they don't know who they are, what they're doing. They don't know if they're married. They don't know if they, um, how they got together. You know, they kind of they say that though. They, they kind of remember that they're a couple. That's story they summary. We don't do story summary. I'm not doing a story summary, but what I'm trying to say is that we are put into this position where everybody's learning what they're doing now, right? No one knows what's happening. And I think the same thing, thing with these characters. Now, the question that we really have to say, does this episode on itself draw in new viewers? Does this episode on itself continue the whole Marvel um, universe uh, successfully? You know, and I got to say right now, even though I have our resumes in with uh, Marvel and DC and Disney. And, don't say it. And 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 um, don't do it. Star Wars and the whole shebang for all three of us. It's this one just didn't work as well as we hoped. Okay, it didn't okay. catch. In fact, it actually, I was home with several six people. years of work down the drain. <laughs> I, know. I know. Thanks, Mars. But, but you know what? I gotta be honest, broker. Yeah, that's what they. That's what they. That's what my New Year's resolution tells me. You have to be an honest broker. You know. I stick to my resolutions. I hold them fast. So what were you doing before? Well, we know what he was doing before. If you're being honest now, what were you doing before? <laughs> we I've know. Always, I've always been honest. And I'm trying to say, so the key thing here is that this first episode in 1950s, like P said, you know, if they're going to do something like this, then it needs to be as good as the, um, as the Lucy show, right? You're gonna you're gonna make it interesting. You're gonna make it fun. It's gonna be a little hook. If you're not gonna make it a full blowout Marvel episode, we understand that you're trying to build, but you still have to keep our interest. It still has to be held up together. And if it's not being held up, guess what? People are gonna fall off. And I'll tell you right now, in the room that I was in, there were several people, and some people just got totally turned off. You know? Yeah, but those people are gonna be back anyway. This is this, this is, is a slow burn. One division is not that show where it needs to find its audience. It already has its audience. But that's how this is almost operating. Like it's lost or something. And we've got to like, okay, we got to give it time for people to get in. And I don't think that's fair to the viewing public. We already, you know, we're already here. We're pretty much savvy of what this type of world is. Uh, what Petey said, like, look, in the first episode, we at least need to have some understanding of why this is happening. Uh, what, what should we expect? Where this is going on? So if we're not going to get that, at the very least, if you guys are going to, you're not going to explain why it is that we're going through periods of television history, okay? While we're going through the 1950s, then, you know, we're going to go to the 60s, you know, why color is absent up until a certain point. You're not giving us any of that type of stuff. And most people probably aren't really interested in TV history or knowledgeable of it. They're just looking at this like, what's going on? You're not really explaining too much, what, you know, and it makes it, you know, at the very least, make it funny. You know, that you should be able to do that. Make it funny. You know, in the first episode, there was one bit that I actually laughed at. I'm like, okay. It was one bit that I, actually, I said, okay, I could have more than one chuckle or something of that nature. So instead of it, it's at odds with itself. 
because it's almost like, well, we don't want to make this, we don't want to legitimize the error that we put it in, okay? This is supposed to be them out of sorts and so on and so forth, and we're doing all of these other things, but then it's not satisfying at the end of the day. But I don't believe the people who are like, oh man, yeah, I fell off. Yeah, they're going to stay with this through the whole thing. That's the reason why they did it. They know that their viewership is going to stay. So I wanted to bring up one thing. That's a good good point because the built-in audience is not ready, is not going to burn down until they get to episode 10 and they they find us us trash. Then they'll be, or episode nine, then they'll, they'll say Marvel really blew it on this. But then at the same time, they'll have another Marvel show to say, well, that's a misstep. We got this. Next season will be good. And the, oh, they said that the second season totally explains the first season. But I think, um, what was it? Um, what was it? Ultimately, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about like shows that didn't make it, you know. And I was thinking about like, there's a show that I used to watch, which was called The Charmings. Once upon a time, there was a vain queen who was so jealous of her beautiful stepdaughter, Snow White, that she poisoned her with an apple. But a handsome prince came along and broke the spell. Snow White and Prince Charming threw the wicked stepmother down a bottomless pit and lived happily ever after. But it turns out the pit wasn't bottomless, just very deep. And now the queen was very mad. But a spell so powerful, even she couldn't control it. She put the Charmings to sleep for a thousand years. She also got herself in one dwarf. Eventually. He's not under the desk. And he's not in the closet. He's on the couch. <laughs> Mother, we were playing hide and seek. Oh, that's not hide and seek. That's hide and seek. About Prince Charming, <laughs> Prince Charming and Snow White being in the 80s, and they sort of have the Beverly Hillbillies thing where they kind of do this. It, it was a, it's not a good show, it right? Sounds really familiar. That sounds know, really familiar. for like two seasons, six episodes for the first episode, then like maybe a full set for the second, but it didn't last too long, too much long, too much too long. But it wasn't. It wasn't good, but at the same time, they had more story in that than they had in in this thing. So it's just like, and they did those same bad jokes. And that's the thing. Sitcoms have bad jokes, but it's like, I think Elizabeth Olsen said, the story is going to get more cynical as they go to the next period. Like, how cynical are you going to be in this thing? That's like saying this is the type of jokes like, no, Lucy created most of the comedy that we would see later in Seinfeld and Martin or whatever you in Friends yes. and that yes. sort of thing. So if you think these these new ones that are adding just a little bit and twisting the cliche, when they when Lucy was doing it, it wasn't a cliche. That was the first time they understood when to do drama and when to do comedy. This is the one there's an anniversary episode with um with where Ricky forgets the episode forgets the anniversary. And the resolution is um, a romantic one because you know Lucy is really has him, you know, he's wrong. So he has to make up and they have this very elegant sort of scene. So you don't have to do this, but they're just like, man, let's hit him over the head. Let him know we're doing this wacky thing. And it's like, well, then they're just trapped in a bad sitcom. And that's not, 
really. That's sort of plain to, that's, you know, shooting fish in the barrel. It's easy to make fun of sitcom because there's so many bad scripts that didn't make it. This is what this seems like. And I don't care that later on they're going to reveal that it's Immortus or whoever it is um, putting them through. But you can't even, nothing. You can't do a Mephisto because they already showed some sort of shield setup. And they already had Stark and they had um, Hydra. Up in the head to episode two. Well, they had Stark, so you can't have Immortus if you connected Immortus to Stark or something like that. And you can't do Mephisto because it's like you had the, that end of the scene. The most dramatic thing was the freaking end credits. That was a, they should at least had a cool jingle. Give me a cool okay. for it. Okay. So we're going to move on to episode number two. <laughs> We've gone to episode number one. And so episode number two, I'm going to basically describe Thank it. Thank you. Because that's what you're going to do anyway. Just give the overview and then give it to us. Uh, no. Because you never like you never like what we do when we give our overviews of the show. <laughs> so they are now in the 1960s and they're doing more of a bewitch opening where they're coming in. They are a couple naturally. They are, um, their, their dressing has changed. And one of the things you can definitely see is Olsen's no longer wearing a dress. She's wearing trousers or I don't know what they call it, pants back then, you know, um, for women. I don't know what they call them. They always call them pants. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I don't want to offend anybody and, and call it the wrong thing. But I guess trousers are for men, pants are for women. But getting back to the whole story, though, we see that um, there's like a little clique, a little gang. Of uh, women who are doing their thing, they're trying to do. There's like a charity for the children, for the children that they're trying to do a, a charity show for, and um, and Wanda Vision. Wanda has to join this group, but of course they don't really like her, and uh, we we know what's going on. At the same time, we have Vision. He is also doing a group with the men, basically, and in that in that instance, he eats and <laughs> he eats or swallows the big red gum. And so somehow that ends up getting him gummed up or drunk in his um, in his um, gums up the works. Gums up the works. Thank you, Petey. Thank you, thank you. That before, was the gag. That before was the that gag. All started, gums up the works. Before that all started, there was some weird noises coming outside their window, and they were like, "What's going on?" They couldn't see. It looks like the, the branch, the tree branch, was hitting the window of their, their house, and they had their their bed separate, but they got put back together. Never did understand why that was going on. Probably it was the um, the censors, but censors back in the day that was a Lucy. They did not think people were saying that was a Lucy did though. They had <laughs> sort of sleep. They had the bed. separate beds because they didn't want to have to explain sex. That's it. Yeah, there you go. On this episode, there's a couple of different things that come up, and I'll let you guys get a little bit more into it. But it's a much more revealing episode. Um, we see more about the characters. There's this whole magic show that goes along, which is a bit funny, and how um, Wanda has to because. It seems as though Vision, who should technically not have any moving parts, right? You know, he's a synth, he's a what, a synthoid? Synth, yeah, yeah, a synthoid. Synthoid, he's synthoid. not. Synthoid. 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 I didn't think he had moving parts. He is in the comics. I don't know about the films, but he is yeah. in the comics. Because oh, in, in, in the comics, I thought that just like, it's like pure energy. I don't think he could consume something, but it could just not be, um, mess him up. But the point is here, the big red messes him up. It makes him look like he's drunk or, uh, or under the influence of some type of um, substance. 
And so he completely messes up the whole magic show, but is saved by his wife, who's able to, uh, technically, is she his wife? Because we don't know. They don't, I don't know if they have a marriage certificate or anything like that. You know, but let's go with it. His wife. Married on the show. Yeah. Wanda. Oh, there's some revealing things that happen at the end. But before we get there, let me have you guys jump in and say, P, um, Cal, I gave you the last opportunity to say something. I'm not going to do that this time. P, can you go first? Well, in this one, I think not as far as the jokes, the bits I could see is because I didn't see it with initially with Agnes, but when I saw with him with with it, um, Guinevere, whoever Monica's playing in this thing. The connection when they were talking at the the women's party, I was like, this, this is kind of engaging here, this moment here. I didn't really get to that little flash moment where the girl girl cuts her hand and that was, but as you can see, these people are really performing their hearts out and really trying to make it. Vision at the what's the name? He goes totally when he gets drunk, he becomes totally Australian and he's like really going out there like that. And some of that. Isn't he British? But he, but I'm mean, to say he's trying to be drunk, so that's what he, he that that's where he went. But they're really putting a lot of their energy. They're really try, outperforming the material because the material really wasn't that strong. There's some things, and then that whole angle of doing the magic tricks and having to show to the public that it's not real. That sort of bit is a little bit a little too much trying to do. But um, ultimately, in this one, this one. I started to think about another show that was not a show that people think of um, uh, as a great show, but it was on for four seasons, and that is A Small Wonder. And it's like, I had to look at A Small Wonder, because Small Wonder has a robot that lives in the house that they treat like she's a real girl. And the mother acts like this is her real daughter. And she, but she has does the voice thing. But how can we be sure she's a robot? Hi, kids. Hi, sayonara. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, like, because the original Vision, I think uh, Roger Stern pointed out that early on, Vision talked like a robot. Like, he did a square box to say, Vision talk like this, and then now he talks regular. I think there's something they could have tried, but I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think, um, I think where they've already had it, they want to keep that characterization. But it was interesting looking at a, the small wonder, and I was just like, "There's more story in this thing, and B story and C story than in the 35 minute this vision thing." So I think they got they they need to really step it up because they are the industry leader as far as storytellers, and well, for these these things, they should have they should have done a little bit better. Not this one. They, they these guys right over here should have been able to do you know. These are episodic, so they should have been able to understand, look, this is a, and again, when we were looking at these time periods, when they were doing this, there was no overarching story that was going to link all 10 of them together. You came in for that episode and you needed to be satisfied with that episode. And that's what came, that's what you came back for. Here, they're trying to have it both ways. We're not going to give you any particular reason to come back, but please come back so you can see how this all works out at the end. It's a be Small wonder. I mean, I mean, I haven't heard that show in years. <laughs> I was but the, the idea, what was the overarching thing that went through every small wonder story? This little girl is a robot. She's not real. And let's see what happens. Because there's always something going on where, oh, we don't want it to be found out that she's a robot 
or somehow her robotic nature would save the day or cause some sort of complication. And that was your focal point of everything. Now you could still have a whole bunch of, I mean, they still had a whole bunch of stories. And then as yes. the little girl started to grow, they were like, oh, I put certain things inside of her mechanism. So now I can make her grow like a, you know, like a normal girl and she can use the bathroom and she can do all this other type of stuff. That's we can get you idiots who watch this show <laughs> to continue to watch without asking dumb questions about why doesn't Vicky ever go to the bathroom or anyone ever ask about it. But that was the commitment to that show and making it work. Here, they were trying to give us these, I mean, in the first episode, they're trying to give us the, you know, this send up where, okay, we're going to try to do the situation, but there's no comedy. Yeah, there there's we no, go. There's no genuine comedy. And then I thought the second episode was better. I like the whole thing with the magic show. But to be quite honest, I can't, I don't know, did I like it better because I thought, all right, they executed better there? Mm-hmm. Or is it because Elizabeth Olin is Olin? You know, which one is it at the end of the day? But that's the thing. The one of the things, well, I would say with Bewitched, that Bewitched is way more engaging, right? But the other thing is like when you watch an episode of Bewitched, if you're not engaged with the story, sometimes in those past things, they would give you something to look at at the same time too. So the story's engaging, there's something to look at, and you're following and seeing how this plot is going to play out. They have a nice sort of dynamic of, um, you know, like the sort of the everyman thing. And it's like, do just have a little more story. I think the way I think we talked, we talked about it the other day before we got to this. And I was saying, you look at um, the way Harv Burnett talked about um, doing Star Trek, he kind of watched every episode. And then he like figured out which story would be best to do. Like he figured, oh, the Spacey would be something but getting the dynamics and having that at their disposal instead of saying, oh, we need a sight gag here. We need a gag here. We need another gag, that sort of thing, rather than just doing every cheesy joke you can. And having a story, if you're not going to have something that's humorous all the time, just have a story that's engaging because the the, the talent, they're really trying to pull this material out. They're They're not holding back. They're really involved and they look engaged. Because I've seen other things where they're kind of just being like, um, I don't want to throw down, throw any show under the bus, but I like the fact that some, you know, they are very much engaged with the material, even if the material isn't that strong. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad we're getting to this point that um, in the in the show that there are certain things that are now happening in the second half, in the second part of the show, and it's very intriguing that we're starting to discover a little bit more. There's a man that comes out. And probably one of the most important things that we see is, uh, oh, before I get to that, so we do see uh, um, uh, Van Strucker references, you know, in the commercial and stuff like that. We do have that oath of for the children. So whenever they would, uh, this whole charity event, they would say for the children, almost like Hail Hydra, you know. Mm. So I don't know how that plays into it right now. But I think we're starting to slowly unravel different things that are happening. Also, in the end of episode one, we see someone writing with the sword emblem there. You know, the sword as the, um, the space station is supposed to be protecting Earth. It's like the, the, the space version of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, you're like, okay, so there's something here, but it's moving so. What are you, what are you, you jumping out of your skin, PD? Yes. How did you, just when I hear sword, I kind of, I get bothers me, not you. It just is nutty to me. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is enough. <laughs> 
I just reaffirmed really bothers me. Sorry. Reaffirm my resolution today, please. Those are eggs. That's not story. No, I know it's not story. But at least for me at the end of the day. I mean, if you pay it, what I noticed in terms of story, the setup has been that these two guys don't know where the hell they are. Okay, they're waking up, they're not too they know that this isn't they know that something's off, but they can't tell. They know that something's off about them, but they can't tell. And we're supposed to be following along with this, but the laugh track seems to undercut that portion of it. Yes. You know, so that's one. But then notice at the end of towards the end of every episode, that's when this whole thing starts to seem to be coming apart. Because if you look at the end of the first episode, well, well towards the the end, well, at least in that last act, when the guy starts choking. And, you know, everybody seems to be going along with it, except for Wanda, who's like, hey, Vision, you need to help this guy. So she has some sort of control over what's going on. I'm not certain exactly what. And in the second episode, same thing. She, you know, magically she's pregnant. And then they were like, what's going on outside? When they go outside and they see that guy, she's like, no. And then the whole thing is rewound and the story plays and the story plays out differently. And that's always toward, that's been so far, that's been towards the end, okay, or in the latter part of the, in the part of the story. So I've said, there's some stuff over there and those bits I think actually work. However, the rest of it, I mean, it's a big, hey, hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. We'll get to week five. We'll get to that fifth episode. You just wait. So we also see also in the end of that episode that there's like this um, red field, you know, surrounding something. We don't know what it is, but it looks like there's some type of red field surrounding. We also see the, the sword helicopter in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see the guy, like I said, the beekeeper, like what's going on here? So there's more going on here. And we also realized with that episode that she is more, she is an active participant. And of course they've been pushing us again. Hey, um, don't forget to look at um, House of N, House of M, House of M. So there's a lot of stuff we can put together regarding that coming forward. But some of my major problems with this stuff so far and is that these episodes are short as hell. You know what I'm trying to say? Have you noticed that seven and a half minute um, trailer at the end. Yeah, so I mean, I another yeah. episode's gonna happen when that came. Yeah, out. you could put those two together. That's almost like fifteen minutes right there. You're like, whoa! Develop the story, develop the 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 the, the comedy if that's what you want to go. And and I, you guys are hitting one hundred percent on the fact that the the story could be better, you know, or at least draw us more. I think that whole thing is like we're opening this like a uh, like a, a pedal, one pedal at a time, and it's, and we just try to figure out what's going on, but. I get that, but you have to entertain, you have to give us something. So one point I wanted to make is that the, the reviews so far are generally positive. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting because that's the impression I got with the, from the people I was sitting with, <laughs> you know? Um, but it was pretty interesting in that, in, that, in that vein. But Rotten Tomatoes is giving it, what, a, a 82? Hold on one second. I had it up here. Terrible. Like, yeah, how, right. how do you get that from those? A 97%. Um, How do you get that? And an 82% average. But then when you How look- it happen? Exactly. And then you have um, Titans, which is a lot of action, and it's 80% um, um, critic tomato and 72% average score. I'm like, wow. It's like from day one, the minute Titans came out, it was savage. But it seems that with Marvel, you give it a break and you let it roll. Let's see what happens. And I think that it's just so- unfair how that's happening and it seems i mean you see it definitely in the fandoms that you have these fandoms that are pro marvel and pro dc and you know they're willing to savage each other and even pro star wars and you found these these fandoms are savage on how they come up but this marvel stuff is kid gloves hey you know marvel has a plan don't worry about it it's going to be 
better. It's going to be good. So that's to me one of the things that's troubling in this whole shebang that I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know, what action do? So I, Marvel, I, expect- Marvel, I mean, I'm not defending Marvel, but Marvel earned the Marvel earned the grace that a lot of people are going to give them. They had a plan. They worked it. It's been very successful film. The the Netflix series overall. So people are going to come in. They're going to give them a shot. DC also earned a lot of the, a lot of the you know well hey we're going to just throw scattered everything that you guys do unless it hits and you know they did earn it to a certain extent and that continues with even stuff like Wonder Woman you know at the end of the day we're like hey we're just going to you know this didn't entertain us as much as we wanted so we're just going to you know see this bucket of scat this is for you guys right over here it's not fair but we uh, but we do understand where it comes from at the end of the day that being said I don't see any reason to savage the show. Okay, we do know it's going to be ten episodes, so we do have to try to give it a fair. We do have to try to give it a fair break at the end of the day. I don't see any reason to uh, do the, you know, the pussyfoot around or soft step with the show either. Where hey, you know, it's not hitting on these particular things. Fine, and we'll see exactly how we'll see exactly where it goes from there. But you know, these uh, fandom again, fan is usually short for fanatic. So a lot of times these guys just go overboard when it comes to it it wasn't great in the first 10 seconds dump it it wasn't great in the first 10 seconds but it's marvel well let's, let's see how it goes let's see how it goes yeah I, I would i would go i mean it's tough for me because it's like it's like um it's not the same thing as the bat for the, the batman 89 movie but the cringe factor was very big in this in this thing, and that's where it's if it's, if it's considered me savaging it, I had to because I mean we've all seen we've all grown up. I mean us with reruns, we've grown up with all types of old TV with um, Andy Griffin, like just in reruns of them saying, "Hey, we just bought this, we put this on our channel," and then next thing you're watching old movies that sort of thing, watching Marx Brothers, all this sort of old stuff. So they're not like doing something that's that revolutionary of doing something like, even Will and Grace, I think, did a Lucy episode. So it's like, you're not that revolutionary of kind of going retro. So that's why it should be good. Because it's like, we've seen people go retro. So, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure all will be forgiven or be all will be defended when we get to episode five, and note we've noted this episode five, they're really gonna. Uh, I have another question after this, but I'll say, save it till the very end. But I just think they, yeah, I'm just reiterating. I think they should have done better, and you know, because it's too easy to be this cynical about TV. So much time they had for credits, God dog it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we I watched the show. And earlier, and they flew through the credits like in like 30 seconds. They're like, whoa, what the hell just happened? I mean, they literally flew through the credits, you know, put them in a little box and that was gone. And here they're like, woo, look at what they're building and yeah. look at the symbol and the, and the wings. And I'm like, and <laughs> so what? Yeah, you know, need another episode. You know, I thought there was going to be like some type of end credit. No, I'm saying, no, the credits are the end credit <laughs> and building it. And I'm reading other reviews and they're like, oh, that was so fantastic and so great. I'm like, are these guys out of their minds? What the hell are they looking at? Because clearly not looking at the same thing I'm looking at. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, guys, is there any last words you're going to say about this? Yeah. Hopes? Would if this was not a Marvel series, it would have been, can- been canceled. People would be 
driving this, not under the bus, they would be driving it under two or three trucks, backing up and keep driving over it. They would be savaging the hell out of it. And that says a lot. On one hand, it says what the show is at. The other hand, it shows you the amount of grace that Marvel has gained at this point for their material. So there you go. Well, I would say looking at comparing this, because we only have one to compare so far, the net, the Marvel Netflix stuff run by the now, well, run by Jeff Loeb, like start, like the Daredevil, well, not really, the Daredevil series, all of those seem, seem very strong. Some of the other ones like Power Man and um, what's that other thing? Jessica Jones, they started strong and then started doing the delay again we're seeing early on in this Marvel thing. I feel like I was going to ask it, but in my opinion, I think this kind of needs Jeff Loeb to say, we need something to uh, catch in these things. We need a Jeff Loeb in here to kind of help them with TV. You know, maybe so. With action with the Winter Soldier, I don't think they had too much problems. But what they're doing, maybe they could have used someone that's had some experience on Heroes in the Marvel thing. What do you What do you guys say? To say yes, I said. Are you also trying to get Jeff Loeb hired too? Is that what you're looking for? I can't get him hired. Feige's not hiring him back. No, but I'm saying you're trying to get him somewhere else. That's what you're. Jeff Lowe was controlling too much, and Feige wanted full control. Yeah, only, but one, only one. Only one thing one. we do know: Jeff Lowe knows how to do television. He knows how to do good television. Whoa, 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 what? We saw a TV show that kind of, kind of burned and and and, and got crushed by him. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Well, Iron Fist. Well, Iron Fist. No, but the others, I give him a 50-50 on that. I'm talking about the one that they have for ABC, the um, um Oh, but you would, I'm saying you now we gotta go average. We're gonna point out the one that didn't work. That's what we he got. We got Daredevil, we got Hero. One thing that didn't work. <laughs> we got Punisher. We got She's um, totally beautiful, but look at that hammer toe. Oh, I don't know. Boomerang on you. Jeff Loeb knows how to Jeff Loeb knows how to do good television. He's got enough of a pedigree to show that. These guys over here, I mean, they're just taking advantage over the fact that they know they have an audience that's gonna wait. And it looks like they're trying to run out the clock with this series with other stuff that's gonna be coming down the pipe. Because you know, good and well, they're not doing this with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's not gonna be some throw two throwaway episodes where they're gonna be like, hey, I wonder what the hell is going on. Like, no, they're gonna get straight to the action. And the same with the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Loki looks at those building up to something like this, where he's jumping to different locations and different times. But, but I think he, the actor, uh, looks as though he's going to make fun of it. He's going to be like some type of Doctor Who cheeky fun type of thing. So I don't know. And that's another thing. That's why are they doing? You know, another English actor just jumping through time. Dude, why didn't you say? Why didn't you say that when we did the other review? It didn't hit me till after the fact. But yeah, getting back to this review. So overall, I'm not going to say I'm still going to be watching it. Of course, we go. What do we normally do with Marvel? We just hand over a while and say, "Hey, treat us badly, is that however you want." Because <laughs> you're going to come up with it. Is. Treat us badly. You know. So look, you know, we're going to go with it for a little bit. But you know, let me tell you right now, you know, there's a limit on that visa, baby. Okay, that debit card gets cut after a while. So we're going to let that thing come out. What about you? I give it a C overall. You saying that Marvel's black card is going to be revoked? It's going to be revoked if they don't if they don't get their act together. 
oh come on it's two episodes people are gonna we know we know exactly what the end is gonna be we're gonna get together again at the end of this series we get a glowing review we're gonna say oh look at how magical it was and how they put it all together unless this thing just totally drops the ball you know as long as this and even then if they drop the ball and it bounces everybody will still go it was great it was great. It's going to be like one of those sitcom episodes where they come out and do something totally horrendous and everybody looks at it and is like, wow, look at it. Such passion, such color, so brilliant. That's pretty much where we're going to be at the end of the day. These guys, again, WandaVision just shows these guys have built up some really durable credentials and they're going to ride it. I'm, I disagree. I will stand up for the truth. I will tell our people out there what's really happened. What Not happened? Oh. You know, did they send back the resume and say, we are never getting on? What happened? <laughs> Who are you? What well, did you do with Mars? What happened? <laughs> Petey, well, what's your final word on this? My final word is that we know Steve Englehart is somewhere saying that I also created WandaVision. I, that whole setup of them being in the house, uh, you know, having this thing. And if the trailer comes true where he's saying they're defending this Littleville, like in the Fantastic Four, this, this separate sort of universe, where it's not sort of real when you have characters like Monica Rambeau stuck in it, and oh, I don't know, I don't know. That's what she was cast as, and now they got them having these funky new names. So I don't know how long this this is gonna last. This TV dynamic and them having this home, trying to have the Tom King thing. I, you know, I want them having event uh, adventures, also not just being homebodies and having these kids and whatnot. So. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's pull that a little bit together. From what you just said, no. I think you can call out the, the, the whole plot of what's going to happen. It's going to slowly evolve. We're going to find out more. There's going to be more things threatening this world, right? You know, we're going to see different changes. We're going to then start seeing Scarlet Witch taking more active world, role, trying to keep it the way it is, trying to keep it perfect. Because remember what the key thing in all this, and I don't, rem I don't think Vision passed away at the end of, or was killed at the end of um, Endgame, right? So I guess she's trying to build this whole bubble, just like idyllic bubble of what things should be like, how they should have, you know? It's not real, right? And so what's happening, it looks to me that they're sending in Monica Rambeau and something happens where her mind gets um, warped and she thinks she's part of this world, you know? And they, but the question is whether she's actively controlling it or is it someone outside who's actually manipulating it um, with her in it, you know? And if they are, that what are they doing it for? So I think that's the key question there going forward. You know, um, that's things we have to look at. Those are the questions I'm thinking of. Those are things I want to discover more about. What about you, Cal? What's your last um, word? Thank you, Petey. What? Hello? My word is, you know, I'm giving you a chance to talk. I gave you a word. I gave you the customary three second word rule. One, two, three, second. Move forward. Okay, so all right, go on. You know, bottom line, brass tacks could have been better, wasn't very good. Hope it gets better. I only allow for the, the grace period when we, we're getting the this is the fox effect. As long as there's some babes there, that's when they're good grace. But if it's, it's punishing, punishing and cringeworthy. Then they gotta have some skin in there. <laughs> you gotta have some skin in the game. If they're not gonna do that because they go into this next period, 
You better up the ante if they're going to not have some solid stories. You got to do how Married with Children started out. We'll start with skin, pull back with comedy. And we stay for the comedy. Another thing I did know, did anybody get a Stepford's Wives vibe from the show? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was one other thing that I got. So I, mean, well, I was gonna go. I was also gonna go coneheads, because we had the conehead thing where you have these people, and but the conehead really plays to that the in the movie really plays to that the people aren't surprised by these funky sort of people, these aliens. Where they're like, you know, even in the movie, the movie played it up even more where Sinbad is like, oh, Belle, we made so much money right now. You know, Beldar, I still need your social security number. And he's like, <laughs> oh, come on, Belle, I knew it was too good to be true. He said, all right, we're going to figure this out. And then when um, Jason Alexander comes in the cone heads where he's like, this this thing won't start. And he sees the cone over the, over the hedge is like, Beldar, is that you? Bell, hey Bell, can you help my with my um uh, you know, with my lawnmower? And then he looks at it and he said, "Oh, thanks, th thanks, Bell." That sort of thing. Are you gonna are you gonna try to get that trophy? He said, "If I get that trophy, I'll be slowly, you know, slightly impressed." That sort of thing. Having that dynamic of change of a voice, which I which I was trying to point out with the um what's that thing with um, the small wonder? Maybe having the old school vision where he was kind of robotic might be able something they could play up to to get the Ricky, like the Ricky sort of vibe, having that different accent. But that would be my last thing. I mean, hoping for the best. I mean, I'm going to watch this. My wife bailed, but I'm going to watch it. Hopefully three and four are, are better so we can get to five where all the action happens. And then we can say, whoa, it's worth the wait. Nothing is this much worth the wait. It better be good in three, but I'm expecting as Cal already said, five. So. Uh -oh. Okay, so one last honorable mention. I got to say, um, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda did a fantastic job. I think she did a really good job. I was very surprised. I didn't expect that she would be able to carry the show um, as well as she has because they have not given her enough screen time throughout her uh, Marvel career. But clearly, she can hold her own. Yes. And um, Paul Bettany, you know, he doesn't have much to play with, but Paul Bettany is there too. So, Spinarak, out. And for all you. Bet me fans out there. Send bad, if you want to send bad emails to me, so be it, bro. You didn't say anything bad about him. I saw what you did there. Mars, you mean? Elizabeth Olden can hold hold her own. I saw what you did there. Definitely holding her own. I saw what you did there, you sly dog. Pants, you brought, You also brought the pants. She was definitely holding her own in the pantsuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spin the rack out. <laughs>